have been made with a purpose and given specific gifts to accomplish your mission. This is Requip. Stay tuned to gain insights to prepare, equip, and empower you to do the work of ministry. And I think absolutely everything is impacted by relationships. So we're digging deep. We're going into talking about relationship because literally, quite literally, it impacts every single part of your life. Everything. And one of the things I want to talk about is communication and how you deal with things. And ultimately, how do you let someone go? You might not hear that a lot, but how do you let somebody go? And we might also get into a little bit about who do you keep? Who do you keep? Well, wait, wait a minute. We're, we're followers of Jesus. Like we're supposed to include everybody. We're supposed to let everybody in. Everybody has access to our hearts. Everybody gets in. But, but is that really what we see? Is that really what we see from Jesus? And I think relationships and people that have the most issues, the most difficult time and is progressing in ministry. And if you're just joining us or requit ministries, we've gone through the scriptures and we've seen that it's not just those people on the stage, it's not just pastors, it's not just priests, not just people called to the ministry, but every single person that is following Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior is in the ministry. Because we've been put here, we've been left here, we have been equipped and designed to go out to share the good news, impact people for the kingdom, and that's exactly what God has us for, so you're in the ministry. And so because of that, we see, and I see so many times that um, it's relationships with people's family is one of the most common reasons people have stunted spiritual growth. Yeah, you heard me right. It's often people's families and their interactions with their family and and people that uh, have a drain on them. It rarely is that families pushing them up. And you see that sometimes and thank the Lord for that because that's rare. But quite normally what happens is where people are, they draw them back. You, you've been putting your faith in Jesus and you're growing and growing spiritually. Quite often, it's your family that sees you as the little kid. It's your family that sees you as somebody that was uh, impactful in that stage of their life and they're sort of stuck there. And because of that, you, don't, you might even know this, but because of that, they unintentionally, a lot of times, they keep you and funnel you back into those relationships. And also you have those relationships that you go deeper into and you stay in that same lane, but that's not the way that God's designed us. God's designed us that we keep growing, that we keep growing. And before we get into this, I just want to encourage you, subscribe to this channel. I greatly appreciate it. It helps us get a little bit higher in the ranks and makes us more visible. And hit that subscribe button. So we thank you for doing that. And I want to get into this because there's a couple of things that I see in relationships and especially with our family. I don't want to pick on I'm not anti-family, but I see this too often. The first thing that I see quite often is people put too high of a priority on appeasing their family. 
They put too high of a priority. They have a different view on it. And I'm not talking about your spouse. It's different. It's different. Well, we might talk about that later on in, in following podcasts. But what I see is people put too high a priority on their allegiance to their family. And then you appease the family member. And it changes the way that you act. It just changes the way that you interact. But Jesus didn't do this at all. Do you notice that? That Jesus didn't do this at all. Remember, didn't he say, didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? He was with his biological mother and then Joseph who raised him as his own. They went to Jerusalem. They were celebrating the Passover and they were there and they were celebrating and things had happened and the parents left and they missed Jesus. They came up and found Jesus and said, why did you do this to me? How could you treat us this way, Jesus? You scared us to death. Yeah, parents, like often we do that. We kind of take it out on the child when we're just scared, we're insecure about something. But Jesus says something powerful and reveals something about the connection that we should have in relationships and in relation to our family. And this in particular, he said, did you know that I should be in my father's house? Now he's still respected, he's still honored, he's still submitted to his his earthly parents, earthly guardians, but he recognized his father in heaven was really his father. But aren't we the same way? Don't we have a father in heaven? Jesus taught us to pray that way, our father who is in heaven, like we're, we're talking to God that way because we actually are because we're grafted into his family. And then didn't Jesus also say when there, there was this time when he just came off a healing and he got a little secluded and people were pressing in. And then what happened was some people came to him and say, hey, your uh, mother and your brothers are outside and they, they want to have access to you. They, they want to get to you. And he said, who is my mother and who are my brothers? And then he goes on to say, anybody who, who follows me, anybody who, who puts their faith, be like, that's my mother, that's my brother. And then didn't Jesus say, uh, when he was confronted and they said, don't you come to bring peace? But Jesus said, I didn't come to bring peace, but a sword. And then he goes on to talk about how, in fact, because when you put your faith in Jesus, when you follow after Jesus, because of that truth, you're going to divide. Wasn't that the message that Jesus said? But, but I think what happens is our cultural kind of, kind of moral culture view on family creeps into our spiritual relationship, our, our spiritual reality, the truth of how we will be for eternity. And it kind of blurs those lines a little bit. It doesn't mean to neglect your family. It doesn't mean to to be against your sisters and brothers and parents or anything like that, or cousins. It doesn't mean that at all, but it means to have a correct priority on those things. And I think going into this, we can kind of look at somebody that did this well, that communicated well in conflict. And I want to go through the life in just a a short period of time in Abram. This is later, his name was changed to Abraham. He's the father of the faith. And he was traveling along with his cousin Lot, with his nephew Lot, in fact. And Abram communicated 
well and resolved it well. And you, if you remember in Genesis chapter 12, we see God call Abram out of literally nowhere. And he told him to follow me and go to a place, go to a land that I'm going to show you. And that eventually he said, I'm going to make you into a great nation. And then this is where we pick up in Genesis chapter 13. It says, so Abram went up from Egypt to the Negev with his wife and everything he had and Lot went with him. That's key. Abram had become very wealthy in his livestock and his silver. And notice that Lot went with Abram. Lot didn't have a direction from God. Lot didn't have that kind of relationship. He didn't have that spiritual closeness that Abram had. And that was okay. That's where he was at that time, and that was fine. And he went along with them, and that's how that relationship was, because they were close in family. It's like, nephew, come with me. And so that's what they did, and they went along. And the relationship was just about that, but what we notice relationships must first be vertical, meaning your relationship with God, to have successful horizontal relationship. And by horizontal, I mean other people here on this earth. So we're talking about vertical and horizontal relationships. And that's why, because when we have faith, yeah, we have faith in Jesus, it is a free gift. Anyone who puts their faith in Jesus is absolutely a free gift, but faith is something that you get for free, but it's also something that you invest into. Meaning every time you're obedient with every bit of information that you have from God, and when you're obedient with it, when you take that step, it's an investment into the future. And I want to show you this, and it says, the Bible tells us that to supplement your faith with virtue. 2 Peter 1.5, that means every step that you take, that you put your trust in Jesus, and you're reading something in His Word, and God's telling you something through the Holy Spirit, maybe it's through prayer, maybe it's through godly counsel, when you take that step of faith, you can supplement that with virtue. Virtue is the action, taking that step, and God brings more and more to you. And Lot was moving with Abraham. Not at all bad. There's nothing wrong with that. But Lot was traveling with Abram. It's important to recognize the types of relationships that are around you. They're not inherently bad. But notice there could be an expiration date on the relationships. Maybe even if it's one of your closest family members at this time. Because if you're truly following God, there might be a time when there's some separation. Maybe there's not a conflict. Maybe there's not an issue. But quite literally, God tells you to go somewhere where he doesn't tell them. And that's really important to know and to be cognizant of because we always want to follow God. We, want to, we don't want to follow family. And then it continues, it said, But the land could not support them while they're staying together, for their possessions were so great. And they were not able to stay together. And quarreling arose among Abram's herdsmen and Lot's herdsmen. And it also says there were Canaanites and Perizzites living in the land. So what he's saying is they were traveling along, but there came a time where this family and also business relationship couldn't sustain anymore because the resources were drying up. And it says the land couldn't support them. 
And I wonder if we think of in our own lives, what are those times in those relationships, or maybe there is in one right now where the land didn't support it. The same things that kind of glued you together, it's not supporting that relationship anymore. We recognize maybe there's an expiration date on this. Lot originally was traveling with Abraham to the land that God had showed him, but some things change. You ever had some things in your life where some things change? I would encourage you to uh, chat those things. Like, what are those things right now? And comment on that and think about that. What are those things? And what happens? I'm curious about this one. What happens when someone's going along and then it becomes apparent when you're actually starting to go in different directions? Let's hear what Abram did. Let's see how he communicated, how he dealt with this. It says, so Abram said to Lot, let's not have quarreling between you and me or between your herdsmen and mine, for we are close relatives. This whole land is before us. Let's part company. If you go to the left, I'm going to go to the right. If you go to the right, then I'm going to go to the left. And I think there's a couple of things that we learn here. The first thing is that he communicated the problem. So critical that he actually recognized and verbalized that there was, in fact, an issue. Too many times, I've been guilty of it, you've been guilty of it, but the time where we get in problem is when there is a serious issue, there's a problem coming to a head, but we never verbalize it. We never say anything about it. And maybe one person, maybe Lot never fully noticed this. Maybe Lot was just going to keep traveling along and he never noticed it, but he was building up resentment. Maybe he was getting upset. There were, there was these things because notice in the text, it says that there was actually quarreling. What was actually happening was quarreling between Lot's herdsmen and Abram's herdsmen. But notice what Abram said. He said, let's not have quarreling between our herdsmen. But then he said... We shouldn't have it between us. He recognized this is getting under your skin. There's a problem here. I love the wisdom in Abram because he communicates the problem. It's important to verbalize the problem. If you're having an issue with somebody, if you're having somebody, if it's in your family, whatever it is, first verbalize the problem. And the next thing was that he he recognized and he showed the bigger picture. When there was an issue, yeah, there was some serious issues, but he he recognized. Look, the options are open. Like, there's nothing keeping us together. Like we don't, we shouldn't have to fight over this. God's blessed us with all this opportunity. The second thing I think what he noticed and we need to notice is that he was fine with the fact that relationships evolve. Relationships just change. You ever had a friend maybe come up to you and say, hey, "You've changed." Something about you's just changed. Like what's going on? Like you've you've changed a little bit. Now, take some introspection. Maybe there has been something that's changed in you that's quite possibly true. And I had one time in my life, particular, while still in the military, but got a pretty big promotion and came back and I was with my friend at the time, and I was probably talking about the things I was going through, the different training, uh, going through all that. 
I don't know exactly what it was. I don't think we even talked about work at all. I didn't know him in a work capacity, but we were only friends. But we were both in the military, if that makes sense. We didn't serve together in that way. But I remember he came up to me and said, yeah, I know you got this big promotion. Like, something's different about you. And he meant it in a negative way. He meant it as something negative. And I think that's what happens sometimes is that as we grow, as we change, there is some evolution that happens in our own spiritual, um, physical, emotional. Maybe it's your career. Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's just a change in your season. You have a group of friends and then one gets in a serious relationship. We've had that before. And things change. Like the relationships just change. You're in a different stage. Or maybe you're one of the first in your friend group that that gets married or has a child. Maybe has that big promotion or something happens. Someone might come to you. You've changed. Maybe, but it's maybe not a negative thing. Maybe it's just the reality that relationships evolve. Because people change. Maybe not your character. Man, if there's a character issue, you got to get to that. There's an issue there. But I love how Abram didn't force the relationship because it would have diverted him from where God was leading him. So he didn't try to force the relationship. He didn't try to, at all costs, well, hey, we're, we're family, so we're just going to make this thing work. And it would have diverted him. But I love how he verbalized the problem and then how he recognized that relationships evolve. And Abram did an excellent job of communicating conflict. In the next verse, it says, Lot looked around and saw the whole plain of the Jordan. So what happened was he was able, Lot was able to take his problems and look up. Take his eyes off the problems and look up. To look around. To say, this isn't a fight against us. When you're not competing against somebody, it can't become a fight. When you're for that person, like Abram was to Lot, Abram said, hey, I'm for you. Like, I want you to have the best. And instead of Abram trying to manipulate the situation where he gets the better end of the deal, instead what he did was offer Lot the best. Whatever you think, I'll just go the opposite way. I'm going to let you choose. I'm not trying to manipulate. I'm not trying to inject myself into this. I'm just going to say, hey, there's a problem. You know it. I know it. And then I recognize the relationship's changed. It's fine. Like, I'm not mad at you. I realize, hey, we're just going in different direction. I'm not making a judgment on where you're going, but I know where God's leading me, and I'm going to go that way. And I love how he did that. And conversely, James explains how the lack of communication with God, when we don't have that vertical relationship, that lack of communication with God bubbles over into harmful relationships with others. And he says in James chapter 4, verse 2 through 3, you desire and do not have, you murder, you covet, you obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. He said because you don't have that proper relationship with God, you're not seeking him, you're not asking him, and he's not becoming your desires your desires are skewed instead you're looking at other people you're competing with them you're comparing you're comparing yourself to other people and then you begin to fight with them because they have something that you believe is yours that's the heart of covetousness 
when you get those proper vertical relationships, you can then have the proper horizontal relationships. And I think if we improve the way we communicate with others, we need to spend time with God. When we notice there's some quarreling, then we notice there's some issues around us. I've noticed this in my own life. When I begin to get short with people, when I begin to snap at people, when I make a little quibs and little insults, I notice there's something with me. I'm trying to compete with other people. I'm, try- I'm, trying, to- I'm trying to fight against them. I'm trying to get something. Instead, I need to have a better relationship with God. I need to seek Him. I need to have a better relationship. And I recognize the way to do that is with vertical relationship. I need to spend time with God. That you need to let go. Like There's some people in your life that I think there could be you need to just let go. Not saying make this hard break, not this big blow up fight. Like it doesn't have to be that way. I love how Abram did that and he just let him go. And he blessed him as he went. He didn't sever the relationship. The relationship changed. He still loved his family. He still loved his brother. He still loved the person that was in his business. The person that he was in ministry with maybe. But the relationship changed. And it's okay, just bless them as they go. I hope this has been a blessing to you. Subscribe and then make sure that you share this with somebody if it is a blessing to you and you think someone else can benefit from this. You've been listening to Requip Ministries and thanks so much for listening. And go ahead, head on over to our website for more resources. That's requip.org, R-E-Q-U-I-P.org. And you can always connect with me on social media as well. And until next time, we hope you follow the command to always be prepared for action.